Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the old Golden Globes Theater. And wow, are we excited. Because this is a movie that just everybody needs to see. Especially if you like, let's see, how many things did this remind me of? About 55 different things. We've got, there's a little bit of Wes Anderson visuals in there. you got a Warriors vibe, of course. Escape from New York vibe. Uh, I got some Devo in there. You got a bunch of Brooklyn shots. Boot knives. Uh, it's, wait, wait, wait. It's in the Bronx. What do you mean, Brooklyn shots? Yeah, the Bronx. Sure. No, they actually did film in the Bronx. No, they didn't. They did. No. They said they filmed in the Bronx. No. The oh, guy, this guy's been to Brooklyn once, people, so he knows all about no, it. No, the guy went to Brooklyn, was terrified out of his mind, and went back there to shoot no. all the exteriors. I'm Those telling are you. Brooklyn. I'm telling you, he's... All I know is I was offended by the scenes of the World Trade Center. Exactly. Too soon. You can't see the World Trade Centers from Bronx. Uh, Look at this guy. Fucking knows all about New York. I've been there, motherfucker. Yeah. I don't want any shit from you. you. You've been to Buffalo. No, I've been to the Bronx. I've been to Yankee Stadium. You fucker. <laughs> I, like, I like your attitude, though, because then we also have Hammer, who reminds me of a very agitated Bronson, also kind of like a Punisher-type character. Okay. I mean, a dude named Hot Dog. What 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 other kind of vibes did you get from this movie? Uh, you said them all. I mean, it's basically a Warriors slash Escape from New York ripoff. I know, but there's so much more going on. You didn't get well, anything else? Well, there's or? a lot of original shit, too. I mean, yeah. I got a little bit of cabaret, which cabaret, we'll talk about yeah, later yeah, on. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm just happy that... Uh, What's our like, New Barbarians? That episode is so yeah. popular because this is like my wheelhouse grip. I fucking love these Italian schlocky ripoff movies where they're just like, what's what's popular right now? What's the popular right now? Oh, boy. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't mean to offend any Italians <laughs> out there. And, and they just throw it, that in the kitchen sink into it. Like, well, we're going to do them all. We're yeah. not going to just do a Warriors ripoff. We're going to throw every fucking popular movie into this movie. And you're going to love it, and we do. Oh, yeah, they throw it in the blender. The, like I was saying, there's kind of like pop culture references, and there's everything. It, it comes out being this like original wonder house, but at the same time, there's a lot of influences. But it, it really does come out at its own. And I mentioned to you th- this to you earlier. It's like we have the same director from New Barbarian. Yeah. And he did this in a quote-unquote trilogy. Yeah, that's what they're calling it. It's yeah. not It's not canon with the... Well, two of the films are, because yeah. one of them is the sequel to this movie. Yeah. But then New Barbarians was the other included in this Well, film. if we want to get technical, it could take place in the same world, because it New could. Barbarian takes place... Because we're off... In this movie, we're in the far-off future in 1990. 1990. And we all, we all know New Barbarians takes place in 2018. Everybody we're living knows. in it right now. Everybody knows that. Apocalyptic hellhole. That's where I'm planning my next trip, actually, is to uh, Apocalyptic hellhole. I think I it's in Florida somewhere. I don't know. I hope you don't film it in Brooklyn. <laughs> It's Brooklyn, man. I'm telling you. Um, no sleep till Brooklyn. Now that we're getting really agitated about uh, our, our my personal trip to Brooklyn, I got to tell you about this other personal trip I took recently. Uh, it was it was local. It was just down to Detroit, but I went to a show. My buddy invited me out to this weird like. There was 15 different bands. They were all playing 10 minute sets, 10 minutes in between, 
And they all must have had to use the same like drum kit and everything. Right? No, they what? they switched out. It was so nuts. they took like a half an hour to set up and break down, and then played ten minutes. A lot of it, yeah, I know. It was oh. it was intense. It, they powered it through it though. It they kept pretty good on schedule there. So, um, well, the whole night's going pretty okay, and then this one band comes out. And they're getting all ready. Everyone's getting setting up their gear. The lead singer, he's got like the long. He looks like uh, Nathan Explosion from okay. Metalocalypse. <laughs> right. He's got the long hair. He's giant dude. He's like six five, two eighty. Right as the first chord hits, he dives into the crowd, and I mean like perpendicular to the ground. He's not landing on his feet. Takes out like thirty five people. And their 10-minute set included... Like a human tsunami. Like a human tsunami. He starts walking around the pillars for, you know, holding this place up. He's got the mic cord going around with them. It just happens to be at everybody's neck. Did he start kicking the pillars like uh, like kickboxer? No, he didn't. And there was no... Yeah! In there. Okay. But, uh, so he's he's got people wrapped into a mic cord around their neck... He wanders back up to the stage. He's, you know, singing and everything. Next thing I know, I see a table come through. What kind of band? Is this like a metal band? It was like a hardcore, like, kind of metal band. Okay. Um, so now there's a table in the mosh pit, and people are just, like, throwing it against each other and just going nuts. It's like it ends up on the stage where they grab it and, like, throw it back into the crowd. Somebody finally, like, pulls it to the side and gets it out of there. Dudley Boys. Dudley Boys, of course. <laughs> of course, the Hardys came through, and they had a quick uh, table match. Uh, well, we lost our table. So then a fucking chair comes into the mix, and they're throwing a chair around everybody. That made its way up to the stage, and he throws that back into the crowd. And just when you think, like, okay, well, at least it went from table to chair. You know, we're done. They find a fucking metal dolly, and they're dragging that through. It it clocked this one guy in the face and cut him all open. And then how do they? This is only ten minutes. How do they have time to do it? I know. <laughs> they were very efficient. And then the dolly gets put away. I see this man climb on top of the speaker, and he's in the scaffolding. He's like up in the uh, in the scaffolding of the uh, of the building. The roof's only like 20, 25 feet up. And then there's, like, this ledgeway that he's, like, got his feet on, and he's going around, and then he tries to go the long way across, just monkey barring it. He's doing, like, an Eddie Vedder from that one video, Alive, I, I couldn't tell you about that, because I've never seen Sean it. Sean Page will tell you all about it. I'm sure he will. He gets probably six bars into it. He's got about 45 to go. And then you see him let go with gets one hand. Like, oh, bro. <laughs> you see him let go with one hand, you're like, this guy's going to die. Sure enough, falls, lands half on the stage, and then half on the ground, which is just cement. It's fucking insanity, man. And I just... You've gone to a lot of shows. Uh-huh. Have you seen anything like that? No, I've seen some crazy shit in my day. I've never seen so much wanton abuse of furniture, ever. It's fucking nuts. It's a good time, though. Well, it gets me pumped up for this movie, because this this movie's like a... Whatever you described, it's like a, a, it's like an anarchist world, man. Everyone's got their own, and it's well, 
Griff, we, we, what am I saying? You were there too. 1990 was a crazy fucking time. Yeah. I remember I was in a gang. I had to, you had to survive. Griff, you were in a gang. You were out three, something like that. Yeah. Me and my brother and my sister had a gang. Because you had to survive, man. It was crazy. Yeah. The but we, but we made you. America great again. We're all right now. But yeah. it, was, it was, it was touch and go back then. It was. I lived in Detroit at the time. So it was, it was, it wasn't that. I don't remember it being bad. So, yeah. Okay. We ready for some trailer? Why don't we do that, Griff? Why don't we? <laughs> wow. Get a little more excited for this trailer, Murray. <laughs> Everything. I'm, dude, I, first of all, I just had a glass of Duda coffee. A, oh. mug, a mug, I should say, of Duda coffee. I can tell you. Because oh, I'm so hyped about this movie! <laughs> you can just move away. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna break my table in half by moving it well, that much. <laughs> well, you just pumped me up. I was that guy, Griff. I was wearing a wig. Um, yeah. So let's just get to it, man. Let's, let's go it. off to the far off future of 1990 with the Bronx Warriors. In the year 1990, the New York City authorities declared the wasteland known as the South Bronx to be a high risk area. There would be no further attempt to restore law and order to that notorious borough. The South Bronx had long since been controlled by gangs with such names as the Riders, Scavengers, Iron Men, Tigers, and Sharks. To venture without permission into the territory of a rival power was to risk war. War with no holds barred. War to the death. Only one man had anything to gain from such a war. Only one man could prevent it. Only one man. 1990, the Bronx Warriors. Excellent trailer. Sums everything up. We don't really have to do our job, but we'll still give it our best shot here. We'll give it like 60%, which we had a good discussion about 60% yeah. earlier. 
Sixty percent is more than half, but it's less than two thirds. <laughs> I mean, that's just that's just math. I mean, that's facts. You can't deny that unless you deny science. You know those I can't deny grip. I was thinking, yeah, while watching this movie, like, say I was in the in nineteen ninety, you know, even though I just said before the trailer, you I did was, just admit I was we... I was in a gang, but I really wasn't. I lied. But if I was in a gang, I was thinking, like, what gang would I be? I was wondering what gang you would be. So, I got an idea, a question for you. Oh God, what gang? If you were living in the post-apocalyptic nineteen ninety, post-apocalyptic, you okay. had. You know, you you can't do it on your own. You got to be in a gang. It's too yes, crazy. Out there. Exactly. What would your gang be called? And like, what would you be about? Like, what would how would you dress? What would your uniform be? Whatever. Okay. So here's here here's one I want to pitch you here. Okay. I'm gonna call it the uh, Dudacon Infinity. All right. I like it. You have to get jumped into this gang, though. Of course. Because they gotta paralyze your face, basically, so you're always emotionless, like. Our man Michael Dudikoff Oz is Dudikon Dudikoff. That's the that's the gist of this gang. Okay, it's all Dudikoff lookalikes. Wow, only in the face paralyzation. Okay, okay. So they've got kind of a hive mind thing going on, and so we'll find out about them later. It's kind of more like a scavenger type of deal, mm-hmm. where they they all just kind of operate together, but. Uh, they do have like a ninja recon group because you know you got to have some kind. I of... I would, yeah, I would assume if you're patterning your gang after Michael Dudikoff, there'd have to be ninjas involved right. somewhere. But <laughs> here's the thing: they only have the two. They have recon, and then they have enforcers, and the enforcers always just wear denim. So that's all. That's all they have. They're they're scary. They're like the scavengers. They come out of nowhere. You don't know when to expect them. Okay. And since they're the hive mind, like I imagine they can all communicate. Something about the face paralyzation process allows them all to talk to each other. It's pretty scary. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I could see myself being in that. Okay. Okay. This other one I call the dead carries. Okay. And I see myself in this one. I'm going to lead this one. Okay. Okay. So first off, it's only five. It's only five people in this gang. Is it five? It looks like five. Now the first is Lloyd. He's a lovable fuck up, and he keeps everybody else calm. Okay, he can he can throw a punch or two, but he just keeps everybody. Calm. It's every you said it's called the Dead Carries. Yes, is that a name, Carrie? Like Jim Carrey? Stick with me. Okay, I'm just I just okay. You're losing me, but okay, bring me back. <laughs> so next, there's Fletcher. He's a fast-talking lawyer. He gets the gangs out of situations with his charisma. And his oh, okay I, okay. I see where you're going. I'm sorry okay. for stepping on your joke. Okay? Okay, I get you. Next, you have Charlie slash Hank. Okay? Charlie. I got to stop saying K like that. <laughs> sound like an asshole. Charlie, of course, uh, he's got a split personality. Charlie's kind of a nice guy. He can throw a punch, but then he turns into Hank. Hank's a fucking dick. He basically hawks out, throws punches everywhere. The next one you might recognize is a Jim Carrey character, The Mask. Now, this guy is frightening. Once he, I mean, he's crazy. He's a wild card. He's, you don't know if he's your best friend or if he's about to gut you. Okay. And then me, the fearless leader, as Ace Ventura. Okay, I was waiting for Ace Ventura. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You knew it was going to come to that. What you what, what do you got? I got I got I got one more that I want to throw on yeah, you. Well, but I want to hear yours. I was thinking, you know, I'm more cerebral kind of person. So 
I don't know if you've heard, Griff, but if you live on the Internet, you would know that Nazis are taking over America, if not the world right okay. now. They're scary people. So I would call my gang the grammar Nazis. Now, I know this is controversial to say, Griff, and we might lose some listeners, but I'm, I have to say it. I think Nazis are bad people, and I don't care if that upsets <laughs> a lot of people. All right? Yeah. They did a lot of crummy things, and I don't like them. Okay. But I understand the power of that imagery because when you're a gang, the whole point is to scare people. You don't even want you don't you want to avoid fights, as far as I'm concerned. That's true. You want, so we're gonna take that imagery, but we're gonna we're gonna change it to grammar. So when people start talking shit to us, what we do is we correct their grammar, and it just gets them so fucking pissed off. Like so we're playing mind games. We're like we're like an Andy Sedaris plot. Okay, <laughs> I like that. So like we're like we're like levels beyond that. We don't, like, so but they're already defeated by the time like the the fists come out because we've broken them mentally. Okay. Now our our uniform would be we'd all we wouldn't have Hitler mustaches. They would be hyphens. So they kind of look like Hitler mustache, but they're hyphens. <laughs> okay. Because we're grammar Nazis, <laughs> right, remember? Right. And since it's 1990, I'm going to say we're going to wear a lot of baggy clothes, probably like mustard yellow color, something very 90s. Was that, was that popular in In black, with the black people it was. I, I, I grew up around black people, so I don't know if white people were wearing that, but it was a very hot color I, okay. the black community, circa 1990. Okay. And, uh, yeah, we would just, like, blow people's minds. So, so, like, not only are we kicking ass, we're teaching people. I'm imagining, like, a dead poet society thing where you're, like, slamming people with, like, street poetry and, like, you're just really no. confusing them with metaphors. But it's just, it's just, it's grammar. just grammar. Yeah. So somebody could come up to you and be like, hey, I'll stick you here, guy. And I go, don't you mean I will stick you here, I don't know. You said you said properly grammar. You said Did proper I? grammar before. Oh, you should have wow. said come at me with a double negative, and I could have corrected you. But <laughs> you yeah, know, you get the point. We're like this is dragging out. <laughs> Fuck this, Griff. Lay it on me. Your last, your last game. Okay, since this is 1990, this is the last one. I woke up. I woke up dead of night, and I was like, "That's the gang." I call this one a Nihilodian. Now, this is. Based on all of our stars, like our live action stars from Nickelodeon shows. So it's led by a council of Mike O'Malley, Omar Gooding, Kirk Fogg, and Mark Summers. And all of their decisions are based on. Uh, I recognize uh, one name out of yeah. all those. <laughs> all, all their decisions are based on the guidance of Mo or Moera Quick from uh, Guts. She was the narrator of the show. I have no idea what you're talking she, about. She. Uh, yeah, she, she guides them, supposedly, through spirit. Okay. Well, they have an elite task force, and it's just the kids in the guts uniforms. They got the helmets and the elbows, and they have spears with, like, the aggro crag at the end of it. And then you got your resource gatherers. Those are our Templars, you know, the, the kids that played the legend of the Hidden Temple. And they, they got the color coded, and they get in, and they find all the gas and the food. And then you have uh, the, the Double Dares. The kids, you know, they, they get in there into the, the stuff. and they, A lot of the whipped cream. A lot of whipped cream. A lot they're, of flags. Oh, they got so oh, many flags. They get in the boogers and they get the flags out. Uh, so they're, they're out doing recon. And then you have your general army, which is the wild and crazy kids. And, oh, man. You've seen, you've seen uh, that, that one um, 
Mad Max movie where they have lo- the the boys. What are they called? Uh, War Boys. The War Boys. That's pretty much the Wild and Crazy Kids, except Neon. Uh, and, you know, they all just scream about how they like to have fun and they want to grow up to be like an astronaut. Mm. A Nihilodian. Okay. Maybe we should have put a little more effort into this bit. Wow. That's rude. Well, I'm including myself in them. So. <laughs> I think our gangs are dope. All but right. we got to get into some real gangs here. We do. Right? And these gangs apparently are featured in the Bronx, which I'm pretty sure was Brooklyn. Oh, I'm I'm going by the people who made the movie. You're, I'm you're like, I was there. I know. I'm no, going, I'm going by I, the people who made the movie, Are you saying too. Enzo Castellari would not? I'm saying you read it wrong. Would not, no, I'm not. Okay. All right. Anyways, it's 1990, <sighs> yeah. and we have to see this girl running away. Well, wait, wait, wait. You're getting ahead. First of all, there was this badass scene, the opening credits, is oh, just showing close-ups of people's these weapons they made. <laughs> the, the old going gloves a, loadout. A fist with some glo- like some rings on it. There's like so, a chick who's got these like dagger things on her fingers. Yeah. There's the elbow spike on yeah the elbow spike on the elbow. Obviously, there's a lot of like crazy shit, and they filmed that because. It was a rainy day, and the director was like, fuck, we got to film something. So oh, So that's really? how they came up with it. See, that's a fact we can't disagree on. <laughs> and uh, pretty dope fucking music. It was playing very 80s kind of. Uh, yeah. Maybe, well, I don't know. What are we, do- are we, getting- what are we doing for the intro? I, uh, I don't know. I, I, I just grabbed a theme song. Okay. So whatever that is. So we've got that to let you know what's good. It's and you know remind me of the Shokazugi openings where he yeah. always like shows all the weapons he's going to use in the movie. Exactly. So you're ready. You're like, oh, I can't wait to see someone get killed by that weapon. And sure, like really quickly, you see that elbow spike come into play. Mm-hmm. I, I was happy because I didn't realize that on the first viewing, and then I saw it again. So then it fades out, and then like Griff was saying, we see this girl. She's in danger. She's running. She's scared. She doesn't know what she's going to do. And then we see these guys who are clearly supposed to be ripoffs of the baseball furies from the Warriors, yeah. except they were in hockey gear. So we're gonna call them the hockey hooligans. They're called the zombies in the movie. I don't know why because <laughs> this they're is the fucking worst name ever. Yeah, they look. They, there actually is a gang later on who look like zombies who yeah. are not called the zombies. Yeah. But maybe they, they say, hey, we got the name first. Sorry. They had, like, I, I mentioned Devo as kind of a reminder. They have, like, a Devo meets uh, Mork or whatever, Mork and Mindy, yeah, the alien, because he they've got, like, rainbow elbow pads and shit. I was getting the costume-wise an Ace Freely, like, from the Kiss vibe. Yeah. They have that kind of, like, the V kind of thing. padded, like, yeah. weird. And they're on roller skates, <laughs> and they have, like, these, like, they were supposed to be, like, they're probably made out of plastic. They're, like, metal, like, hockey sticks. They're field hockey sticks. Yeah, and so they're gonna like rape her. I guess this is a '80s after all. I'm well, assuming. I mean, we learned. Uh, I I don't think we learned yet, but no, we know nothing about her at this moment. No, I mean about but then, the Bronx. While she's running, wait, well, we, we there's I don't know because I got the Blu-ray, which is extended. I might have seen a slightly different version than you. The Blu-ray? Did you mean Laserdisc? Oh, sorry. What am I talking <laughs> about? I don't even know what a Blu-ray is. You're so used to translating for other people right. to understand. Right, because people don't understand. They get, like, threatened and insecure exactly. when I bring up the... They call you hipster, and you don't even understand what a hipster is. Yeah, they're so. like they're like 4K. I'm like, motherfucker, these are 12K. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck you're talking about. <laughs> what do you watch, t- watch that on? <laughs> This is the beauty of Laserdisc. You can watch it on any TV. You don't need a special TV for this shit. That's amazing. So, yeah, so I'm watching on my Laserdisc. <laughs> okay. 
And I don't, like I said, there might be some discrepancies when we talk because there's like eight extra minutes on the version. I don't know. You might have seen the version I saw. I mean, okay. I'm actually, I'm not even doing a bit here. So um, there's like a little word thing. The Bronx is a no man's land, you know, because chaos in the streets. Only the riders rule, which we learned, first of all, is bullshit. The riders don't rule. Ogre rules the no, fucking No, the riders Bronx. don't rule it. But for the sake of argument, that's what it says. So, it yeah. Is. So she's about to get fucked up by the zombie slash hockey hooligans until the riders show up. Dude. And led by, of course, the most courageous looking, uh, some kind of touch of ethnicity, well, he's Italian. Giant man. He's Italian? Oh, well, everyone. It's, Italian, yeah. it's an Italian film. Almost everybody. Idiot. Yeah, I mean, the, oh, we might as well just tell everybody, if if you've seen the New Barbarians, you probably know, but this whole movie's dubbed. Even the Eng- American actors. Yeah. Fred Williamson does his own voice, but it's dubbed. They, because the way they would do these movies, they wouldn't even have sound. Yeah. And they would put it in later on. Oh, okay. That makes, yeah. that makes a lot of sense. So, yeah. And so, apparently, they just got done looting a Halloween USA. Because they got these sweet ass glow in the dark skulls <laughs> on the front of their their motorcycles, and they have like like Batman or like Spider Man had it too, like the signal they would shoot out. They have the skull signal, yeah. And so you see the skull like light up appear on this wall. And it's like oh shit, shit's going down. The riders are here, yeah. And the hooligans are bitches, so they're scared shitless, and they should be because the riders fuck their shit up. Yeah, they scrap a little bit, and we don't know who the good guys are. We don't know if the riders are good guys. Well, we it's, were just told in the beginning of the movie they rule the Bronx, so we're like thinking, fuck, they must be tough shit. Yeah. Man. So we don't know what's about to happen, but sure enough, they just fucking beat ass, and then our main man here, who goes by the epic name, Trash. Trash. I was giving you a minute. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my 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 thing is he's probably trying to reclaim that word, you know, because it's a negative connotation. So he's like, hey, I'm going to be trash. What's up with that? I don't give a shit. I loved it. I don't I don't need any kind of philosophical reason. I just love that he's called trash. I loved it. Well, because he, he's going to let the society judge him. He's like, you can call me trash. Well, I am trash. <laughs> Fuck you. Weren't you telling me this was a, the actor was 17 years old? Yes, he was set. This is a story behind Mark Gregory, who only appeared in, like, I think, like five films or so. And he's he's never been seen since 1989. Remarkably, right before 1990, isn't uh, it? Oh. So maybe he's living off in an alternate dimension where he's actually living like trash. I don't know. Wow. But, yeah, so what the story goes... The guy who we'll learn, uh, we'll meet later, called Blade. He's a, he was an actor slash stuntman. He was working out in a gym, and he noticed this guy. He's like, "Wow, that guy's got star potential. He's like really in great shape. He's like yeah. he's like for, six two. For seventeen. He looks like he's in his young twenties, but he's ripped as fuck. Well, first of all, he's the only guy who looks like he's young enough to be in a gang. <laughs> Everyone else's movies like middle aged or older. Oh no, everybody else is like the fifty year old who thinks they're cool and in a biker gang and tells me all right. about how they have like a sergeant of arms and it's like what? <laughs> so. The guy goes, hey, man, you, you could be in, like, a movie. He's like, get the fuck out. He's like, are you, are you kidding? And he's like, no, I'm serious, man. And he's like, all right, you know. And then he, he met the the director, <laughs> Enzo Castellari, and he's like, you're a star. I'll make you a star. And I think he only worked with Enzo Castellari. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah, and so, yeah, so a star was born. Marco Gregorio became Mark Gregory. So Star is born. We'll, we'll, we'll sprinkle in some more facts about, you know, the movie and everything. But first – 
He has now fought off, him and his gang have fought off the zombies, a.k.a. the roller boys or roller derby dudes. Hockey or hooligans, whatever you want to call hooligans. them. Anything but the zombies. Everything but, yeah, the morks. Um, nanu, nanu. And so he offers his, like, he's got like a mace kind of looking deal. Uh, and he offers it to the girl. And he's like, let's get you back home. Because it's well, clear. He's, he's like, let's get you back home. I love the, like, the voiceover <laughs> actor. It's like the most over-the-top. Like like a guy doing a Travolta. Hey <laughs> and it totally does not fit this actor, but no. it's great. No, know? it doesn't. So she, he's like, let's get you back over the bridge, back to Manhattan. And she's like, I can't go back there. And he's like, it can't be any worse than here, lady. And, he, and she's like, well, you just don't know. And then they cut away. And we're going to find out exactly what she's running right. away So from. I'm assuming this guy's her father, Samuel Fisher. I don't know. They never really elaborate. Oh, that's weird. His name was Sam Fisher? Yes. That's the name of the protagonist for uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, 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 the Splinter Cell so- series. It's a video okay. game. Mm, don't know. So he's, Probably based on he's like, damn it, we got to get her back. She, her 18th birthday is going to happen. <laughs> Because uh, Mr. Fisher, he runs Manhattan Corporation, which we, as we alluded to earlier, makes sixty percent of all the world's arms. Sixty percent, which, which is a lot. As you pointed out, though, it's not two thirds. It's more than half, but not quite two thirds. <laughs> right. We crunch the numbers because we don't uh, even check. This is where it gets foggy because apparently, what happens in 1990 is. When you become 18, you automatically inherit your father's business no matter what. Okay. I think. This I is, mean, and so they have to get her back. It, this is kind of like Escape from New York territory where it's like, we get the president back. We got to get you know the president's daughter in a way yeah. back. We have to bring that same like level of uh, intensity to it. Right. We need, we need a timer. We need like, it's like a deadline. Our business is a monarchy, damn it, and we can't continue without the like, princess. I can't count on you guys. Get me hammer. And then, no. we, then they just leave it at that. It, it, it's quiet. Like, everybody in the room. It's it's full of people. It's yes, men. And they're just like, <gasps> hammer. And then it just cuts back. Let's leave, it, let's leave it like that. We cut back to Trash and Ann. Yeah. What? Trash and Ann? Does it cut back to them? <laughs> you know, I also want to point out, too, and the because the, I thought it was so fucking hilarious. In the fight with the hockey hooligans, one of them tries to get away, and then I think Ice, one of uh, uh, Trash's like underling, it's supposed to be like his right hand yeah, man. He get who looks like it was funny you say Mark Minnie because he reminded me of Robin Williams. He looked like Robin Williams yeah, with glasses. He did. <laughs> He's got the round glasses <laughs> and like the weird bowl cut looking. And so one guy's getting away. And he goes Shazbot, and he jumps on his motorcycle. And he pushes the button, and these giant switchblades come out from the side. This was totally Enzo. Was the director's name? Yeah. This is a total Enzo thing because new barbarians love oh, to do these, yeah. and the shot that they do with it, where it's like right along the wheel, where you get the. Are you going to joke around about or make make the point that when he first hits the person with the knife, it thuds? No, I didn't even notice that. I was like, "What was that noise?" Because he hits the person for two people on either side of the bike, because of course they were running a perfect bike's length away from each other. <laughs> right. He hit. He shoots out yeah, the blades. So he, he like. Kneecaps him and goes yeah. right behind the knee. He gets him right behind the knee and it goes thunk. And then he comes back around and slashes him and then it's a normal slash sound. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But uh, we got to get back to it. They don't, I mean, we, we join in on the gang again, but they're rolling up on that beachfront 
which they use for about 45 shots. Right. And this is where we it's get... called the Bronx Beach. The Bronx, sure it is. Yeah. Uh, this is where we get that drummer. Oh, yeah. There just happens to be, like, there's going to be a meetup between two gangs. The Riders, which are our gang, and the Tigers. Uh, yeah. And so, and this, uh, this is a uh, true story. They're... They didn't set up to have a drummer. There's happened to be a guy like there with a drum kit, and they're like, "Hey, you want to be in the movie?" And yeah. they're like, "He's like, all right." So there's this guy just fucking playing. I mean, he's not just in the background. They cut to him. Yeah, it's about like a minute long at least, just him playing drums. The cut I took from it is a minute long. The main cut is probably at least seven minutes long. Like this scene is really long. He's playing like fucking Moby Dick from Led Zeppelin and shit. Yeah. He's just going crazy on the drum kit. It's great. He's just kind of like a simple little kid. And, but he's wh- and while him. he's doing that, we notice there's a body like impaled on like a stake. I think a vampire was like, yeah. Bro- Did you? You're, maybe you're right. Cause that movie, Vampire in Brooklyn. So maybe you're right. I'm telling you. So I love how the gang form like uh like a bird. Like they get they get into a formation where it's like you have uh it's like a big M and you have trash in the front like the center point of the M and then it goes out and then it comes back in yeah. I it was, it was interesting I wonder what the advantages of that formation I've, I'm in a lot of gangs here I express them to you and right. I want to know the advantages of that formation I don't know because maybe it's a good thing to employ I don't know but while that's going on the new gang the Tigers roll up they were led by Ogre nerds not, not that Ogre Fred Williamson Oh man! And the they man. pulled up in those like fly. Yeah, he had like cars. a Rolls Royce. Yeah, and <laughs> there's a guy, uh, Ogre's right hand man, Leech. Leech. He like I, I love the. Uh, this is another great voice. So he's like, hey there. He's like lisping yeah. or something. He's like, hey, hey, Traff, how it's, you doing? He's got like a weird, almost like tiger print pattern on his. Yeah, face. it was somewhere. And he's like, Four how you doing, Traff? Like, he's not even doing like an effeminate gay thing. It's just a guy with a no. lisp. He's like, how you doing? Yeah. And I just love that, like, the guy's like, that's the way that guy talks, the guy that did the voice. Yep. And then so he's like, yeah, fuck you. I want to talk to Ogre. So he goes up to the Rolls Royce, and then we meet Ogre's right-hand lady, Witch, who's like, she's got, like, kind of a dominatrix look going on. She's wearing a cape. She's yeah. really dramatic. She looked a little uh, a little masculine, but I, you know. <laughs> she's like, hey, you know, everyone, I love it. Like, the rival gangs, but they like each other. It's like, hey, Trash, how you doing? I haven't seen you in a while. And he's just like, yeah. I want to talk to August. He's like, all right, he's right here. When every time Trash says Ogre, all I heard was yogurt. So (laughs) I'm like, did they name a motherfucker yogurt? Well, yeah, we've had, there's a lot of name discrepancies in this movie, which we'll get into later. Like, we're like, is it this name? Is it that name? We looked it up, and it's different on one thing and different on yeah. another. <laughs> There's a lot of discrepancies. So, I like that we're, we're yelling at each other about Bronx <laughs> and Brooklyn. They couldn't even get names straight. <laughs> so we learned that the dead body, the vampire, is Chris, who's a member of the Riders. And so uh, Trash thinks Ogre had him killed. And he's like, "And did he have him killed? I don't even remember. And he's just Ta- like, yeah, Ogre had him killed. Okay. Oh, yeah, because because Leech is like, yeah, man, he killed Chris and he ate his heart. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, and so he's like, hey, I don't like you like killing my guys. He's like, and then, then uh, Ogre comes back. He's like, he had a gizmo, man. And so we, we and this, apparently this is a technical term for like a wire. Yeah. When you're wired, you got a gizmo because they keep using the word gizmo. 
He's like, he doesn't have a gizmo. Yo, he did. I did you a favor. Again, I don't. I don't even think this had like this technology had any other name than Gizmo. Like that was the technology. <laughs> yeah. So, because and like trash, like there's no fucking way nobody in my crew would ever rat me out. And then we see like in the background, Ice, a Robin Williams looking guy, like kind of <laughs> looks like he's kind of like uh, the guy from American Ninja biting his nails. He's just like you know, yeah. looking super suspicious. I. I- I don't remember Ice ever looking that nervous or anything. No, he's, I'm, I'm exaggerating. Okay. But Cause yes. he, he always... But they did like make it an effort to f- go in on him. Like, cause like, there's something up with this guy. Yeah. I mean, he, aside from just being a fucking like, little taint tart, he was he's horrible. <laughs> I didn't like him. Well, he, he did a great they, job then. Yeah, You're not supposed to like exactly. him. Exactly. No, this movie is top notch. It's great. Seriously, my Instagram post today, I was just like, if you haven't seen it, you need to do yourself a favor. It's on YouTube, so it's free if you want to watch it. It's on it. YouTube. It's on Prime. It's on Shatterhouse, whatever fucking uh, Hair Metal Sean told us, whatever <laughs> fancy yacht stream he has. Yeah. So, I mean, it's available. It's an hour and 30 minutes of pure fucking motorcycle heaven. So, we learn that Chris was a rat, and he, was work- he wasn't working for Ogre, and he was working for, uh, for um, Manhattan Corporation. Yeah. And because they're looking for this girl, and they can't for some reason they can't get in. To the, the Bronx is a no man's land. We just pointed that out, so they can't get like in there to find out where she is. They just know she's in the Bronx. Because I, I don't you think she's been in here a few months? Because she, she already had her. I can't believe they're going to give her her own motorcycle like next day. So this might have been like a few months later. <laughs> Could have been. So these, these movies, they don't need to explain things. They don't need to let time pass. They're just gonna. Well, she's basically people are basically taking orders from her like like that. So I got to think she's like you know she she quickly stepped into like which a, is probably why Ice fucking turns on exactly. To trash. She steps like Ice imagines himself as a one B, and uh, obviously trashes are one A. He comes to find out he's like a distant two, and, uh, and fucking and, women do they come between guys all the time and man. and becomes obviously the one B, and then we even find out later there's a one C. Yes. So so a lot so so on. now we can tell there's something up with ice. So ice because. He's trying to deflect you. He's like, "No, man, it's the Tigers, man. They killed Chris." Yeah, they have they have a big you know, like. Inner... We got to fight them. He's like, and like, cause fucking trash. He's more like he likes to chill and he's he's like a chess player. He likes to just see everything lay out and then make his move. So he's like, he's absorbing information right now. Yeah, and he's like, I don't know. It feels weird. And he's also he's also he's also from his gut. He's always thinking that way. And Griff, first of all, before we go on, I just want to. We have to talk about this. I don't, I don't even know the proper words to describe the way Mark Gregory walks. Yeah. It's the most... I, I, I don't even think a feminist is the right word because it's weirder than that. It's like he walks like Steven Seagal I, runs. I've seen women walk, and I've never seen a woman walk like him. I, I've seen He humans. walks like a T-Rex, kind of. It's uh, weird. Yeah. He walked like somebody put a broom somewhere between his butt and his skull. And it went straight through. I don't even think that because it's like no, no, no. He moves like he's got the moves like Jagger. He he <laughs> he moves like. Just imagine the way Mick Jagger does that, that funky chicken dance on stage. That's how he yes. walks. That's oh my god, that is wonderful. <laughs> and there should so be a funky that, chick. Maga, 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 so apparently, what was it Maroon Five? Was that the band that did moves like Jagger? They were inspired yeah. by this movie. Maybe, yeah. 
That's that had to be it. It was originally the moves like trash, but it didn't like, like flow a little moves bit. Like trash, <laughs> just doesn't hit the syllable count. Right. So it, it, it's we just weird. You, I mean, you got to watch the movie just to watch Mark Gregory walk because, and he, I guess, apparently. They hired some real Hell's Angels for extras, and they were giving him a lot of shit about the way he walks, too, which he didn't appreciate. Several scenes are very obviously filmed in Brooklyn. Oh, you wrote that, you fucking prick. <laughs> I wrote that. You I wrote that while I was talking. You furiously typing. Yeah, you guys all heard me typing here. <laughs> fucking prove my point. So, so now so, that we, we, we have the gang all talking about, oh, shit, was he a rat? Was he not a rat? We're going to go ahead and cut to uh, Sam Fisher and find out he very well was, in fact, a rat. But not for the Tigers, like Ice was trying to propose. He was a rat for Manhattan Corporation. And after the whole Hammer controversy, we can't get Hammer, he's like, no. I put my faith in Hammer. And they're like, Hammer's a madman. He's from the Bronx. Right. And he's like... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's he, why I want him. He knows in there. the mindset of the people that are in the Bronx. That's, that's the best, you know, that's, person you need. Who else would you send in there but the man who knows the Bronx? And the guy's like, yeah, but he's got his own axe to grind. Right. And wow, I, I wonder if that's going to be a little bit of foreshadowing. So cut back to Trash and Ann, a little pillow talk. Trash Ann. <laughs> trash Ann. That is trend. the most adorable couple's name ever. Trash Ann. <laughs> and they're having a little heart to heart, and she's kind of like, "Well, you go into a group. Tell her what she's saying." Oh man, well, I, I forget the lead up to it, but eventually it breaks down to like, I think he was telling her like, "No, you should go back home." No, and- I think I think it was the opposite. I think she's like, "I'm I'm causing trouble. I want to leave," and he's like, "No, this is good. we live in trouble. You know, we don't." We, I want you to stay with me, basically. Yeah. And she's like, no, I'm causing too much trouble. You know, ice is pissed oh, on yeah. me. Chris, Chris is, I'm the reason that Chris died, I'm pretty right. sure. Right. And, uh, shit, I, I, I don't remember. I, I can't help you here. Okay, well, basically, she just lets Trash know, I belong to you, Trash. Yeah. <laughs> so we know that their bond is solid. They're yeah. not breaking up. All right? They love each other. I, I, Romeo and Juliet. I love it's that. a modern day Romeo and Juliet, dude. Maybe the reason why we don't see like any physical romance between those two is because he was a minor. Maybe. I don't Didn't know. you mention that the daughter was the director? The, the daughter was Enzo Castorelli's daughter. Actual daughter. Yes, because he just <laughs> couldn't find someone for the role, and he's like, "Fuck you, play it." She's like, "All right, <laughs> fuck you, play it." Well, that's that's the way they move, man. They're like, "We gotta get this movie out in six weeks, dude." You I, know, we already booked the theaters in a month. I'm glad you said it. Six was the magic number <laughs> for three of these movies: the trilogy, this movie, Escape uh, from the Bronx, Escape from the Bronx, the New Barbarians, and the New Barbarians, all done in six weeks. Nope. Fucking write it, edit it, ship it, fuck it. It probably takes six weeks to do like one scene in a Marvel movie. Fucking Marvel. And so we cut back. There's, the cops are trying to infiltrate. So they got in their UPS what van. What are the cops thinking? And, this is rider territory. And they're scared shitless, dude. They're like, oh, fuck, man. This is, you get what you said. Like, it's rider territory, dude. Yeah. I mean, they're they're trying to show, like, they're playing chicken with each other. Like, I'm not afraid. Oh, you're not afraid? Like, kids playing Are You Afraid? Right. You know, like, challenging the other to, like, knock on the weird neighbor's door. Right. So the guy's like, watch, I'll floor it at him. And he's like, do it. He gets a shotgun out. Well, this is where we, we uh, the, I mean, it's they're kind of like a fun-loving gang, too. It's like it's like hijinks. There's nothing really bad about them. Yeah. Because we meet our buddy 
Blade, who, like you pointed out in the notes, looks like Freddie Mercury. Mm-hmm. Played by... Oh, his name was Blade? Yes, yeah, his name oh, was that... Blade. You said Freddie, but it's Blade. Yeah, I called I, him Freddie. Was, because... was it Freddie Mercury? I, just, I saw Freddie, and I thought, oh, who the fuck is he that's, talking that's about? That's what I meant, okay. Freddie Mercury. Well, because he's got a mustache, yeah. a big one, and he wears like a leather he, headband. And he always with... has the the big glasses that Freddie's known for wearing. I don't remember ever having glasses. Yeah, yeah, like the sunglasses. Okay, I, I, all I remember is he had a leather headband with studs on it, like yep. a skinny headband. Yeah. really weird. Played by, if you listen to our episode of New Barbarians, played by Mako, the guy with the mohawk who gets his head run over by Scorpion. Yeah. So there's a lot of interaction between these movies. I think the writers were all supposed to kind of like look like musicians because he kind of looked like Freddie Mercury. Uh, I just kind of look like a Lennon type. Not, John Denver, kind of that. Yeah, you know, maybe, yeah. but the wussy we'll ra- shit. You can tell he's just a fucking punk by the way he looks. Yeah, like, you don't trust that guy. And then you got Trash, who's kind of got like a Ramon thing going on. And so, uh, so Blade he sneaks up on the back of their UPS truck. Climbs on it, spray paints shit on their uh, front row, uh, their windshield. Funny, you know, and he did a good job because he's doing it backwards. Dude, he's doing it backwards. He fucking nails. And they're it. like, ah, and it was just, and then they, just, I think they just run off the cops. The cops just bitch out. Yeah, the cops just kind of like, oh, we're gonna leave now. It's a very, very slow. So they're going like ten miles an hour, and the reason that is is because they couldn't afford to like block off like streets. Yup. So they had to like run down streets. So we're like in no man's land. You see cars in the background yep. like going through intersections and shit. So it was a very uh, lame-ass fucking... While they're going about their hijinks, we get our first cut of... Uh... Well, this mysterious figure, and of course we mysterious have a mailman. We have a drunk man who calls out, "Hey, mailman, I got some mail for you." And of course, he's no, like, he's no, he's like, no, 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 he was like, "Hey," because he's got his dick out. We don't know. What he's, I'm assuming he's peeing, but he might be jerking off. I don't know. It's like, "Hey, man, you got a love letter for me." <laughs> it's like some really bad white guy doing a black guy voice, because like you said, it's all dubbed. And he's like, <laughs> and Hammer. What is he? Seventy at least. He's, he's wow, got... you're, you think that Bronson's like fifty five, but this man's seventy. Yes, he's rock, he's rocking the mustache, and this is. Yep. I think he's Shade's dad. He's got to be. I think Shade's dad is probably right because Shade's, of course, from Heart Ticket to Hawaii, our favorite character of all time. All time. So he's got the mirrored shades, and he's got the grin. Like he's like, oh, he's so bad. He's got the grin that curves the whole fucking earth. And so he's carrying, he's carrying like a package, like like a poster. You'd have a poster, and it's like a little cylinder packages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's just snooping around because they're trying to infiltrate. Because even though there's no guards, it's really locked down tight for some reason yeah. in the Bronx. Nobody can penetrate C- it. Clearly, this man really knows his way around. So I, I, I wonder if he's that. So he's Hammer. snooping around. He, he he finds out where they're keeping it, where the main like headquarters is for uh, for the, uh, the riders. riders. And before he can do anything, he bu- he automatically, uh, unfortunately, breaks in on I think I think her name was Sharon and Speedy was the other guy. These two people, these two people making out and fucking on a on a stairs. A staircase. And they're like, "Hey, you're not supposed to be here." And he turns around. Oh shit! That cylinder package, special delivery, uh, blows him away with a shotgun that he has inside of it. So he he takes them both out. 
And brutal fashion. You think, you know, this is rider territory. There's got to be so many people around there. He's got plenty of time to walk up. He's like a fucking ninja, dude. He's like he's like sneaking in like all through their territory. He's bombed out fucking building. Holy shit. I can't think of his name right now. But American Ninja, not Dudikoff. What's the other ninja? Enter the ninja. Oh, uh, Franco Nero? Is it Franco Nero? No, he does look a lot like Franco Nero. He, lo- he Very looks out like of shape looking more- old guy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, he's probably he's probably a Franco But those mirror shades just bring it all together. You're yeah. like, holy fuck, this guy could murder me. So he's got plenty of time to very slowly walk up and place this very obnoxious tiger ring. Oh, I wonder what that could be a foreshadow of. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and then he has more than enough time to kind of get a little away from the crime scene. And so this, uh, you know, all the boys, all the riders have a chance to run into the room and see the dead people. They don't notice the ring, even though it's fucking ginormous. But they go straight out to looking for whoever uh, entered their territory. And so you get a little bit of a scrap. Nothing's really, you know, happens here. Just a couple shots fired. He jumps out a window where he gets into... (laughs) Yeah, he jumps out like... (laughs) Awful, like, stuntman switch. Like, yeah. it's like a 15-foot window. He dives out, and then they show this old guy, like, jump down. <laughs> Jumps into a semi. A semi that happened to be waiting. And he's clearly not driving it, so he's got a, he's got a buddy. Right. And then, of course, the drunk comes back. Hey, man, you just let me able to go to hell. <laughs> you guys need to slow down on these roads. And so they Two do different voices. <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> and they do slow down because they get another slow speed chase where Very the riders slow. follow them and they run the semi off the road. Hey, guys, we really need to go catch up to these guys. <laughs> well, you forget to be. Hey, you guys. Hey, like, hey. Everyone sounds like Fonzie. Hey, you guys. And... I, I, if I start, start trying to do a Fonzie voice, I go straight into Chicago. <laughs> so they run the semi off the road and they're like, oh, shit, they're going to fuck up Hammer, man. Mm-hmm. But Hammer's not in the in the semi. He's too slippery. Right. So they're like, well, fuck. Hot dog. Hot dog. Yes, we meet hot, hot dog. dog. Hydra Phil would be losing his <laughs> fucking mind right now to know there's a character named Hot Dog. Yeah. Anyways, they're like, hot dog, what the fuck are you doing on our territory? Get out of the truck. And he's like, what do you fucking assholes want? Get yeah. it. He's getting a little fresh with them. I'm kind of surprised. Yeah, well, he's got nothing to lose. He's broke. Like a hot dog. He's sweating. Sure. Okay. And so they <laughs> we and so they grill him, <laughs> Griff. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, you were like, he's like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I'm just hauling nothing because there's nothing connected to my, my rig. Yeah. And they're like, all right, well, just beat it then. You want to get in here and take a look, Trash? Guys... Go look around. And you can tell Hot Dog's all man because there's some centerfolds hanging up in the back of his bed. You know, did you notice where those centerfolds are from? Those were our stars from fucking where Picasso Trigger. Gossip Trigger. F- Picasso Trigger. <laughs> okay. I heard. I don't know. I'm, I'm like this. This movie. I'm hearing different names. <laughs> <laughs> Yogurt. <laughs> so, oh, is it Donna Spear? Holy shit! Yeah. 
They're trying to connect it to another universe. Yeah. He's like, I got my own universe, and I want to kind of parallel it with it. This is what happens when the agency doesn't stop the bad guys. We get chaos. We get chaos in the Bronx. So they're like, all right, you can go, Hot Dog. We stay the fuck off our territory. I I also need to point out Hot Dog's wearing an orthopedic shoe. He's got a Frankenstein boot on one foot. Yeah. He's got, like, one leg longer than the other, so it kind of makes him sympathetic, and you're like, feel sorry for the guy. I felt sorry for him. I mean, no Hot Dog should be grilled that hard. You got to perfectly grill those dogs. <laughs> so they go back to their headquarters, and then Anne goes, "Hey, look at this shitty, gaudy ring here. It's got a tiger on it." And then, of course, Ice is like, "See, that's it's a fucking tigers, man. I've been telling you." And like, yeah. Trash is like, "Wait, no. Let me think about this. It just it doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up." So while he's thinking about it, we have. As we learned in the movie Stone Cold that we covered, underrated episode, by the way. Underrated. <laughs> that when a biker dies, they must have a Viking funeral. Yeah. So Speedy and whatever the other, the chick's name was, they they set him on fire, and then they have this very touching moment. They drive off to the beachfront, the Bronx Beach. The, sa- the same beach before. Because <laughs> they all grab like a handful of ashes. And then they throw the ashes, and they just go clunk right on the ground. They don't even go anywhere near the water. It's just like, but it's touching still, because the whole gang cares about Speedy and what's her name. I just need to point out, during the burning eulogy, Trash delivers a a nice little speech. Enzo loves his speeches. There's a better speech later on, but if you listen to the New Barbarians, there's plenty of fucking amazing speeches that we do a nice reenact another underrated episode guys check it out horribly underrated um but in this trash doesn't quite have that same cadence that uh what's his name had from from new barbarians so his eulogy one you talking about one yeah okay his uh, his eulogy is just bad things just happen in the bronx <laughs> bad things just happen in the bronx. he shrugs the curb the earth get enthousiasm. about it curb your enthusiasm music starts up and then they go <laughs> out to the shore too <laughs> To, to throw out the ashes. So we cut back to Hammer. He's talking to his bosses. They're like, Hammer, don't hurt him. And he's just like, hey, they can't touch this. And then um, and he's like, I'm too legit to quit. I can't stop. And they're like. You don't laugh at any of my dumb jokes, but you know what? I'm giving you a good chuckle for that shit. That is trash. As <laughs> so, you're. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So uh, he's just like hammer. They're like hammer. We're bring, we're bringing you back in. No, I have to do it my way <laughs> because well, as we all know, these lone wolf guys got to do it their way. This is a Bronson. This is a Punisher. He's got to like, do, do you it. want her or not? I have to do it my way. Yeah. And then is this is this continuation of the thing? Where he says he's just an asshole who thinks he's God. Yeah, that is because because uh, Sam uh, Fisher's assistant's just like. You got to be careful about him. He's got a serious God complex. He's from the Bronx. Of course he thinks he's some shit. Everyone from the Bronx apparently thinks so. So cut back to uh, to Ryder's territory. The whole gang is like hanging out. Ice is still pressing for like attacking, going to war with the Tigers. Exactly. He's like right now, preemptive strike on the Tigers. He knows that they're just having a nice little get together with piano playing and wine drinking. So he's like, this is the time to strike. And still, uh, trash, trash is like, no, I'm going to let this play out a little bit. You probably got some advice from Ann. They probably talked about it. Yeah. Ann's like, well, while you're doing that, I need to have some alone time. So she's already mastered the motorbike. Yeah. She's out just 
cruising, handling like a champ, just whipping well, turns at 90. Well, you're only going 10 90. miles an hour. She's just like... You just, but, 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 I was going to say she was whipping turns no, at 90 miles an no, hour, but nobody, she wasn't. Nobody goes 90 miles an hour. <laughs> the, this this whole movie is basically done at... Uh, a speed. Everyone's driving at the speed limit you, because you can, there you are can, actually cops on the streets where they're filming. This is true. <laughs> so she decides to go back, for some reason, go back to the place where she almost was raped and murdered by the hockey hooligans, the zombies. Yeah, she goes right back through But Because the Bronx Beach is so damn nice, you got to it, go It's just there. so nice. But while she's going up there, we're going to have another meetup because we, we know that Hot Dog and uh, hammer. Ice, or Hammer, excuse yeah. me, had, had a little meeting, and now they're going to have a second meeting where Hammer is going to push Hot Dog a little further. He's like, I need you to get me a meeting with Ice. Right. Well, we learned that Hot Dog doesn't want to do this, but he's broke. Yeah, he needs broke. some money because he constantly is like, Hammer, I need some money. His uh, orthopedic shoe's wearing down. He right. wants to be back level with, you know. And so he's not a bad guy. He's just desperate situation. He, oh, man. He's on, he's on the rocks, man. So so the, now we know where Hammer, what Hammer's doing. So we got to cut back. Uh, Trash follows Ann to the beach. And we learn some stuff about why they want Ann so bad. She's the future president of Manhattan Corporation. So they got to find her. And... Hold on a second. I got I got have myself. We only go wait. Oh, okay. I'm sorry about it. Wow. We're going through <laughs> you motherfucker. So <laughs> hot dog hot dog I was gonna say hot dog and hamburger. <laughs> you know what? That's a good nickname for the two. Hamburger. hamburger. If I ended my corny joke with hamburger, <laughs> would you like it then? Yes. So <laughs> Hot Dog and Hammer are talking. So this is an exposition dump with Hot Dog and Hammer. I'm sorry. I got ahead of myself. So, like, we got to find her. And, like, Hot Dog's like, you're playing with fire, Hammer. He's like, I know. I love it. I love it. (laughs) So then we cut back to the beach where Trash and Ann are talking. Yeah. And then we learn that Manhattan Corp makes 60% of the world's arms. And Manhattan Corp is powerless without Ann. We don't know why. But yeah, they are again. She says so. It's somehow a monarchy ruled uh, <laughs> gang. Or, once uh, you turn eighteen, it doesn't matter if your father's alive or dead. Once you turn eighteen, you get the business. I mean, the Trump kids are fucking retarded. Uh, excuse me, the Trump kids barely have a brain amongst the two of them, but they're somehow running that corporation. I guess it's not real corporation, anyways. And she's just like, I gotta, I gotta get away from you. I'm just, I'm putting too many lives at risk. And then Trash has this very touching monologue. Oh my god. The speech I've been telling you, Enzo has to deliver. So, like, Trey is nonsense. We were born dead. Life means nothing. We live with death every single day. Death walks with us. Death rides and sleeps with us. We carry its smell under our skin. And then something dying for you would give my life meaning. Forget about it. <laughs> bada bing, bada boom. And so. She's like, oh, Trash, I love you. I'm yours, Trash. Put me in your bin. Let's get into that truck. It's garbage talk. That's Trash. (laughs) Hamburger. So (laughs) we cut back. So while that's going on, the hockey hooligans, they're not resting on their laurels. They're putting this shitty, flimsy barricade of cardboard boxes. The skating skanks. Across (laughs) across the roadway. Even though there's clearly another roadway they could take, they don't take. They take the road less, the more traveled. The road they've already been jumped on. Yes. Two or three times. Yes. And so, as we learned in uh, American Ninja, 
we thought a net isn't a very good way to capture anybody, but it worked for this one because the zombies have a net and they catch trash in it and they beat the shit out of they them. They fucking wreck trash. <laughs> they trash trash with the net. Time to take out the trash is what they said. <laughs> of course, they high five after that beautiful one line. And while they're doing that, they they kidnap Anne because they know she's valuable for some reason. Yeah, they well well not, I know I I know why. Okay, well that's later on, but it, they know they need her. Yeah, but it's you know I want to point out about Anne at this point. She's been in the the Bronx. Do you want to call it three days or three months? Somewhere in between. Okay, somewhere in between. More than halfway, but less than two thirds of the way. Hey, meet me halfway. Uh, oh boy, sorry about that. Uh, so she's got the uh, she still got her like beautiful styled '80s hair. She's got like a nice clean vest yeah. on, like everything she. Well, she went, had she had like a leather vest, so you can tell she's she, in a gang. Yeah, she got a nice, finely. Uh, what was uh, up with like? Vest? What, what were we talking about vest? What was up with Trash's vest? It was like the most deep V <laughs> vest I've ever seen. It wasn't a normal vest where it's like you know, it's like totally open. It's just pectoralium jelly all over his chest. Naturally, of course, they had to get a miner to apply the pectoralium <laughs> jelly because he's a miner himself. They, they got it, they, had his, they had one of his, his mother had to do it. His mother, his, <laughs> his guardian had to do it. Oh my god! So um, as we get sidetracked, so we so trash gets back to does he go back? He goes back to the the, the trash turf. Yeah, and, they're, they're just like he'll never get out of that net, so we uh, can just bugger off. Yeah. And uh, Ice is like, he's just hell-bent on this. We gotta go to war with the Tigers! And our buddy Blade, the only guy really loyal to fucking um, to Trash. Yeah. And he's like, no, we, we gotta listen to what Trash says. I, I just, I don't have this bad feeling about it. He, you know, he he knows what's up. He He's a bad yeah. feeling about Ice. So the, the, his suspicions are off. He's like, I gotta watch Ice. Yeah. So uh, Trash is like, no, we're going to talk to Ogre because he he knows it's real because he just got that exposition dump about the Manhattan corporations. He knows what's really going on. He's like, we need to unite the gangs of the Bronx and take on the man. Yeah. So we're going to go to Ogre's. And this is where we get into a nice little warriors rip. A a very nice warrior. Where they have to travel across all these different gang territories to get to Ogre's territory. Can I go ahead and read out these names? You do it. All right. Here we go. We got the jackals, the tappers, the scavengers, the sharks, the bumbleboys, the sirens, and, of course, the zombies. Of course. And so we cut. Uh, well, that's going on. We cut to the zombie headquarters. So we, where's Anne? She's tied up at the zombie headquarters. And this is where we meet another character. Of course, you guys remember him best as the sodomizing maniac one from Ooh, New Barbarians, yeah. but in this movie he's playing. We haven't f- figured it out. He's either playing a character named Golem or Golan. <laughs> this closed captioning for the movie has printed him as Golem. Okay, that makes more sense because you got an ogre and a golem would make more sense. That would make. But sense. I prefer Golan because we're going Golan theater. theater. But he is on IMDb credited yes. as Golan. Yeah, so. and he's called in the movie Golan by some people and Golan by yeah. others. So again, we're going names, with Golan. Names are fucking just free wheel, yeah. free balling it here. So you can tell this guy's dangerous because he's rocking the most fiercest black scorpion braid I've ever fucking seen. Dude, that was insane. I didn't, I didn't know if that was a black scorpion or some kind of like. Well, it was a variation because it wasn't a braid technically because it was a loose, but it was still like a ponytail. Okay. 
And it definitely wasn't Nang Chen because this guy's evil to the core. Yeah. And he's kind of, so he's basically like a modern day samurai. He's got like a weird Ace Freely meets samurai outfit. I don't know what that has to do with zombies either, but that's his, that's his look. I mean, his boys have white and rainbow on. He's got like the thriller kind of look to him. And yeah, kind Ace of. Freely, like everything else you're mentioning. Scorpion, it's, it's all over the place. And so, so we see Anne's tied up, and we're seeing that much like going back to American. I never knew how many correlations this movie had in American Ninja because there's a there's a like a ninja training ground in American Ninja. This is a hockey hooligan zombie training uh, place yeah. where they just roller skate around very fast, yes. so fast. Th- yes. This is faster, faster than, than the, the motorbikes. Yeah, yeah. Faster. And I don't know. Like sword fighting with their fucking yeah, they're sparring. You know, they're doing some live action role play. They're, they're they're training. They're larping. They're, they're larping, LARPing it up. It's cool, man. They got this. And so, cut back to trash. He's the, they just entered the tappers. I like to call them jazz hands band, a jazz hands gang, I should say. Yeah. Because they okay, this gang they wear going back to Ace Freely. They have kind of like Ace Freely makeup on, except it's red and silver. Yeah. And I think they all had their own style. Okay, well, they all look like Ace Freely to me, but... No, they all look like Ace Freely. Like, they had the same style, but they had different colors. I'm okay. sorry. And they're all wearing bowler hats, like silver bowler hats, right? Yep. And they got... I actually I, I made a mistake. I was talking about them last week about it. I thought they were carrying bolos, and they were, like, holding them taut. No, they're holding canes. Yeah, I was like, what are the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and so... They're, and so their move is much like the grammar Nazis, where we get in your head. Yeah, they get in your head by dancing. So they start doing some tap dancing. Yeah, like, you think they're you, you think they're weak, and there is like a nice little jazzy number going. A little bit of cabaret. This is where the cabaret comes in. Yeah, and it worked because Trash is like mesmerized. He's like, "What the fuck am I? Gonna, what is this?" And they're a little scared. I mean, they're they're like a little overconfident too, because they're like. These guys put a little more time to the choreography than they do their murderography. And he's like, boys, go ahead and feast. And before that can happen, we we meet the... Oh, no, leader. his boys get beat up. Do they? Yeah, they I thought, get beat I didn't up. Think a fuck, I didn't think a fight happened because... Trash just stands by, but his boys okay. get beat up. Okay, his boys get beat up. He only has the two guys with okay. him, and they both get, like, knocked down. Like, I don't and... even remember. I, mean, I don't remember the fight. I just remember the, the, the leader. The bowler herself. Yes, a black woman, a tiny black woman with a golden bowler. So you know she's the and boss. And steel. He flicks it. Yes, even though it's clearly plastic. <laughs> and... She's wearing all gold. I don't. I didn't care enough to even learn what her fucking character's name was because she's just in this one scene, and she's just like she. Apparently, they've her and Trash have some kind of history, and yeah. she's just like she's, she's like when he you was know, sixteen. I always loved you, Trash. You can go. Th- you can go through there. Yeah, he explains it to her like, look, look, I can't do it. Look, yeah, I gotta get to the other side of Brooklyn. Did I do it? No, that was very Chicago. Yeah, I thought. so. And but he's like, I gotta get to the other side, of the Bronx, fast. Oh, no, a little better. <laughs> and and, she, and so she's like, "All right, you got passage." So hooked on accents with Griff. So then, <laughs> so then they, uh, so, uh, <laughs> so, so we cut back to Ice talking with Hot Dog. Little did he know. Blade was following him. Yeah, because Ice, you know, Ice kind of finally catches wind that Hammer wants to talk. The general, as Hammer calls him, mockingly, because he wears kind of like like a 
the medals and shit on his like army jacket. Yes, yes, exactly. And he does have like a nice ja- army jacket on. And so they're having a little meeting, you know, uh, uh, they want to frame trash. Yes. For a murder. And Ice is just like, well, here's the funny thing. Trash is going to meet up with the ogre. So like, perfect. Two birds, one stone. He's like, well, let me pack you some heat. Let me get some heat up that pack. So they give him a little Luger. Give him a little Luger. And because apparently guns are scarce in the Bronx. Yeah. Even though I America, mean, we're like armed to the teeth here. but It's true. But in the Bronx, apparently they Obama went there and said no guns. <laughs> snapped his finger. Took their Bibles and their guns. Yeah. And that's why it became a no man's hell hell. That's exactly You take the guns away from Americans, and this is what happens, people. It goes to hell. And then you so have the Bronx, slash he gives him Brooklyn, a gun. Uh, F- Blades watching all of this from from hiding. Yeah. And <laughs> by the way, before this happens, when Ice just takes off and like Blade follows him, the actor who plays Ice like wipes out on his bike. He's going ten miles an hour, <laughs> but he still wipes out. And they left it in the movie. Like that was not meant to happen. Yeah, that's so, great. So, so hot, did, did did Ice see Blade? Hot Dog notices Blade because he's kind of like Hot Dog's super nervous. He's right. he's sweating salty bullets. I mean, not his sweat, <laughs> but he's a hot dog man. Um, so he's he's well. First of all, Hammer's like, I need something to trash is to, oh, like, yeah. to like seal the deal. Yeah, and then so we so like uh, he goes, oh yeah, sure. And like Ice just walks out and grabs a piece of junk out of like the like right next to the truck. He's like, here you go. And it just happens to look exactly like the the uh, weapon that Trash uses. Very convenient. Like a, it's like a three foot long pipe with like a, a sp- like a sharpened end. Yeah, you would think like the the riders who are this prestigious you know gang in the Bronx would have like unique weapons, but no, you can just find it anywhere. It's, on the it's, fucking it's like trash. It's just like trash. <laughs> so hot dogs noticing in his mirror that Blade is peeping in, and he's like, "Hey guys." Three's a three's a pleasant number, but four's a fucking crowd. We got a little peeper over here, and Ice just like, I'll fry that blade. He's got his mind on hot dogs because okay. his name's Hot Dogs. So, well, no ice. What did I say? I'll freeze. I don't know. I'll freeze the blade. I don't know. I'll what freeze the blade. Everybody. I'll... What did Errol Schwarzenegger say? It's from Mister Freeze. Put in one of those jokes. I don't know. So while that's going on, this movie really didn't have one-liners, did it? No, it didn't. It was a very straightforward no. fucking movie. It took so, it seriously. So thank you're welcome for all the punch up on one-liners that exactly. we're providing you. So we cut back now. Trash and the gang are going through scavenger territory. Now, this is where a gang should be called the zombies because they're wearing... Ra- or the mummies because they're wearing, like, rags and they got, like, dusting powder all on their face and shit. And you can tell they're the orphans of the Bronx. Like, they're the real fucking survivors of the Bronx. Everyone else is thriving. They're the only ones who are actually having a hard time. Right. Well, like, because like, they're, like, 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 in the Warriors, they're the orphans. Like, that's their gang. Like, the gang only losers go to... And but really, that was the premise of the Warriors. The band, no, the the uh, the the gang, the orphans. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Okay, yeah, yeah. 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 So, so there's a they actually take out one of Trash's gang. They stab him multiple times. Yeah, and then uh, does the fight break out? I don't even remember. Uh, they have a little skirmish with them, but, but you they know, get away. They they they're fucking. They, they sent like two scavengers. Maybe three, so they they frag those those, those scavgy 
Scavenger. Okay. Scavengers. Yeah, they get away. So while that's going on, Blade is trying to find trash, and he knows he's he's they know where he's going. So he winds up in the scavengers territory after after trash had taken off. Yeah. And unfortunately, our boy Blade gets killed. Well, I mean, we don't. We're pretty sure he does. He flashes some fucking amazing moves. He's got like he. They send two scavengers to fight Trash and his two guys. They send six to fight Blade, and Blade is going toe to toe. They thought it was Wesley Snipes' Blade. That's who they thought it was. Oh, that so. makes sense. Blade's coming. Oh shit, Wesley Snipes. Put right. your tax papers away. He'll try to evade them. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. okay. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that was a stretch. That was another. That was another swoosh. But, from he, the three but point so land. it takes six people. But that's enough. Six is enough to kill him. And so, uh, I love there was this. There was very like a lot of creative because they were like literally in. I guess I'll I'll cut you some like they're in Brooklyn apparently. Even though a lot, all of Fred Williamson scenes were filmed in Rome, by the way. I know, but they, had, uh, they contractually had to do that. Well, I would too. I'd rather film in Italy than fucking uh, the fuck bombed out Bronx yeah. or Brooklyn or whatever. For for whatever Italian credits, they had to film half of it in Italy. Okay. At least. So you, I mean, you got to remember this is like New York, New Brooklyn in the early '80s, where shit was like bombed out. Like, yeah, it looked like a war zone. It looked it like was, this, the the uh, every scene you see in this movie is legit. No dressing. Right. They didn't close it, it down It looks like anything. the neighborhood Bronson was living in in Death Wish 3, even though that was in England. <laughs> yeah. And so there's this great scene where Amazing. they're, like, walking, and then they – so the it's a long shot, and they go down, like, a sewer thing, and you can see, like, you can see them actually going down the sewer because everything's yeah. open up, and they and then they're crawling through. Like, yeah. it, it, it's supposed to be, like, a sewer thing, but it's not. Scavengers. Scavengers. So, cause it, cause I'm just pointing that out because they use that same scene like three times they, in the movie. They do. Use <laughs> They're a lot. like, I really like this scene. I'm gonna use it again. <laughs> they reuse it. They reuse a lot of scenes. Yeah, there's, there's another scene where there's a there's a like a like a complete circle like cut out of the ceiling, and they love showing people like staring down yes, through this they hole. They do, and that that's in uh, Tiger's place. Who's got yes. like a castle? Ogre's place. It's the Tiger oh, I'm headquarters. Sorry. I'm sorry, Tiger headquarters slash Ogre's right. place. So well, I guess it's Hammer. Funny, Hammer. It's funny I mentioned that. We're Hammer that. is like doing a cat and mouse thing. He's following. He did. He does. He goes down this like drain too. The same thing. Yep. That trash did. He's following because he wants. Did he want to murder uh, Ogre to frame? Is that the whole thing? I don't know. He was basically trying to get both of them. Like that seemed to be his axe to grind. See, I'm bringing that back. I don't get it because Sam Fisher's assistant told him. Hammer has his own axe to grind. Oh, okay. I don't know. I was I was thinking you'd use a hammer metaphor, but okay. So we get into we finally get to see Tiger's territory, and it's fucking amazing, dude. This is there's fucking music playing. There's pianos. There's drums. Is it, think about one of the Star Trek episodes when they go back to like the Victorian age and they have like that Q guy and he's playing the beautiful music and it's all like uh, I Victorian. Don't, I don't watch Next Generation. Dancing. So That's the original Star Trek, bro. Um, you said Q. Q was part of Next Generation. He was also in Next Gen, but he came from original. <laughs> okay, whatever. Bullshit. <laughs> he came from Brooklyn. So, so, 
It's beautiful, man. Why? Because Ogre is really the guy that runs fucking. He's he's the Duke of New York, a number one. He is Duke of New York, a one. I'm I'm a little disappointed they didn't try to. Which, like, by the way, do their own version of that. I'm gonna try to grow Fred Williams a mustache. That was a pretty sweet. I hate Dude, mustaches, but that was pretty sweet. His mustache was amazing. Like it had kind of a Batman thing. Going it was. On. It was very <laughs> sharp. You could, like you could cut somebody with the edges of a mustache. Dude. I, 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 and we we also learned that Ogre is actually a benevolent ruler because he's getting all this shit like gasoline and food, and he's gonna give it to the people in yeah. the area. You know, yeah. he's not just about himself. That's what was happening in that. Okay, because I was when I watched yeah. it the second time, I was like, I thought they were he was sending people out to get gas, and I was like, you have all that gas. Yeah, right no, there, he was man. sending them out to give yeah. away. He's so so he's got he's got oh. his, he's got a beautiful blue pirate shirt on. Dude, he's looking great. Full oh, chest is oh, just wide open. and jelly glistening. He's in the hiding sunlight. those nips because he doesn't want to get his all of his you know people too aroused. But and apparently, because according to IMDb, I always thought Fred Williamson was tall, but I guess he had to stand on an apple cart or apple box while he was like talking to like Trash because Trash was a really tall guy. No, Trash is tall as fuck. <laughs> he's, not, he's an ostrich man. <laughs> he's like a baby giraffe. That's how he walks. <laughs> he was a giraffe turned human. That's why he walks weird. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> so Hammer still following Trash. Yeah, he's just keeping yeah. an he's, he's just and he's just. He just—he's a loose cannon at this point. He's just mad with power. He's murdering people left and right, he's killing scavengers, he's killing tigers. Dude, he's having a great time. He's—you could tell he's loving. He's Bronson in the Bronx, right? And so, Rumble in the Bronx. Rumble. So, and he's rumbling, and he—and it's top it <laughs> off. He kills one of the guys, one of the tigers, with Crash's signature. Yeah, because mm-hmm. as as uh. Uh, Trash and uh, who who did Trash have with him? Uh, Ann? He had Ann. He had yeah. Ann. And he had somebody else, but they got killed by the scavengers. Yeah, exactly. So Trash and Ann get into the tiger territory, and they're just walking through, and Disco comes out. I think that was his name. Yeah. I mean, Trash can't uh, pr- pronounce names. So no, I think it was Leech. I think it was Heather. It definitely wasn't Leech. Okay, you're right. This Le- guy had like a fro. You're right because this guy gets. Okay, now it's coming back to me. Yeah. Okay, so, so yes. this guy comes out and he's got his revolver right. pointed right at their heart, and he's right. like, "Hey there, trash! What did you do? What, what, what are we doing here? Trash collections not till Thursday, and it's Tuesday. And is that where Hammer comes out and kills him? And so he's explaining, he's calming okay. down the situation. Hammer is behind Disco." And he's got the identical weapon that fucking uh, Trash uses. Right. And then he goes, death to disco! And then he stabs him and through the heart. And he fucking chucks it through his heart, man. He doesn't get that close. He chucks it. Oh, that's it. like a javelin toss? Dude, disco hits the floor. Face Disco first, is dead, people. Shoots his gun off. Alerts everybody in Tiger right. territory. And the alarm. Trash's face just goes white. And this is an Italian man, so how do you get the pail off that? Um, and so Hammer's just like, hey there, Trash. It's going to be a stinky Thursday, isn't it? And he fucking books it. He does? They yeah. don't, is this, do they talk later? Because I know they have like a They have, like a they have a quick dialogue in a minute. Okay. Okay. So he takes off, but before he does, he kills like four scavengers, blows one guy's head off. He's like, ah, ha, 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 and just shooting like a madman. Yeah. And while that's going on, Ogre finds uh, finds trash. Yeah. And he's like, what are you doing wasting my boy? 
and he's like, I didn't do it, hey. And so he explains the, the, the plot that Hammer's behind to Ogre. And Ogre kind of is like, hey, man. Anne can't be with them. I don't know why I said Anne was with them. I thought Anne, she was. Anne was with the zombies, though. You're right. <laughs> okay. Zombies. So it's just trash, then. Maybe yeah. maybe one of his underlings. but I think one of his underlings was with them. But so they finally they do a truce because Ogre's a reasonable guy. And he Ogre trusts listens, Trek. Yeah. Yes. He listens. He leans in. Yeah. And he's just like... He's like, uh, yeah, I believe you, man. This makes sense. Let's go. We got to go rescue Anne. So let's, like, uh, infiltrate the zombie headquarters. Yeah. He he explains to him that Hammer is behind it. And he's like, Hammer's back? And he's like, Hammer is back. And he's trying to get the two of us. And he's working with the zombies. And the zombies have Anne. And Ogre's just like, you're just trying to get your lady back, aren't you? Right. And he's like, well. A little bit. And he's like, I like your style. And then they decided yeah. to do it anyway. So they got to go back through scavenger territory. Yeah. And this is why I so it's it's Hammer, his lady witch. She's never called that name, but it was in the IMDb, so I'm calling no, her witch. I, I heard okay. witch the okay. second time through. So she's rocking the dominatrix. Look, she's got a bullwhip. She's got these Dude. badass knives on her fingers. She's ready Fuck. to kick some ass. She's, everybody's ready to kick ass at this point. And they're having all the time. And, like, Ogre's such a badass, he just comes with a fucking cane. He's yeah. not even, I'm not even going to bring a weapon. Yeah. And he's and fortunately, it's a titanium cane because this, these guys are hacking at him with swords, and he's just blocking them. Blocking them. Everyone's having a, they're having, it's like Delta Force. They're having a hell of a time murdering people. Yeah, exactly. Just, scavengers are dying left and right. <laughs> Then we learn also it's not just a cane, it's a sword cane. Ooh, because Ogre whips it out, chops a guy's head off with it. Dude, fake head goes flying. Murdering left and right and having a great time. Which is like doing some Wolverine shit and stabbing people yeah. with those finger claws. And then fucking trash turns a corner and he finds Blade. Hanging there. Poor Blade. Dying. Not dead. Not but dead. Dying. But dying. And he goes up and he and he's talking to him and he's like what are you doing here? He's like, Ice, you got you can't trust Ice. He, he's behind all of this. He's working with Hammer. And then and the this zombies. Is, this is where I think what happened with Mark Gregory. I think he he's obviously a sensitive soul. You can tell by just looking at him. Yes. And the the emotional toil it takes to play this these roles took on him. He had to quit acting because it was too much because he's emoting the fuck out of this scene. He's- killing it there's literally real tears falling out of his eyes as he's watching his best friend die and so much so that it makes the actor who plays blade cry and remember what i said we thought that ice was one b turns out blade was one b well he's one c because well Anne yeah still... then Anne comes in the picture yeah. and then it becomes one c okay? yeah so so, so hoes before bros apparently up, up, in the bronx up, up. yeah Above, and, well, there's not really that many women around, so that's true. There's like, and then Sandy, where the fuck her name? She got shot. So yeah, yeah. sorry. Well, it's, yeah. But so so yeah, and then he, and then he that so he learns all the plan, what's going on, and he does a mercy killing and <laughs> snaps Blade's neck. He embraces him because he's like, I'm cold, trash. <laughs> I don't know what to do with Mama. Like, Mama, is that you? He's like seeing his fucking dead family. Warm me up like you like to warm the globe. Because trash. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. That was so, as well. so 
mercy kill, like you say, it snaps his neck like poor old Lenny. Let's him know hot dogs in on it and everything. He tells uh, yeah. he breaks it all he, down. He gets all the details out there. So we do a little more scavenger fighting. We you know we kill some more because we got we're, we we got to pick up the mood. Like yeah. we gotta, we're in a downer mood. So let's kill some scavengers. Yeah. So we cut to zombie territory. Golem, golem, whoever you want to call him. Golem, golem, glom theater. Yeah. Is talking <laughs> with ice because. He's been holding on to Anne for uh, for a Hammer and all them. Yeah. And Hot Dog, we all, like we said earlier, Hot Dog, he just needs money. He's desperate. He yeah. wants nothing to do with this. He has nothing against trash, nothing against Anne. But he's like, he's like eavesdropping. He's hearing all this shit. We get a call from Mr. Fisher. Hammer, we need Anne by tomorrow. We need that deadline. Yep. Just like, that, like Escape from New York, we got to have that deadline. Because they, they want to napalm the city. Right. They Scorch want- it. To the scorched earth is what he said. Yeah, because apparently we don't we don't really don't need her. It's like kill everybody. Yeah, if she's not out by then, fuck it. <laughs> so so we don't know. I'm, I'm still trying to figure. I, I, yeah. it's not even worth it. But so she's dead alive. Then whatever. If you care about the plot, it died at that line. <laughs> yes. So while that's going on, Trash and Ogre's crew have surrounded the whole zombie building. Yes. And they come in first. They want to talk. Yeah, they're trying to be diplomatic. And we could tell there's some bad blood between Golan and... There's so much bad blood. And he's like, I just came to... Uh, Golan tells him, like, what brings you here? And he's like, I just cha- came to check on my kingdom. Can I check on my people? And he's like, you come up through the trash line? Or sewers? Yeah, the sewers. You come <laughs> up through... trash the... on the brain. Yeah, I really do. Yeah. You come up through the sewers to greet me? And he's like... Is there any better way? <laughs> I could have flown Delta, but this seemed like the better alternative. This is cleaner. <laughs> Delta jokes. <laughs> so, Golan's like, fuck this shit. All of his guys surround him, and he's like, well, here's the funny thing. I've got you surrounded now. And this is my favorite ogre line. He's like, oh, well, here's the funnier thing. I've got you right here and those two start fucking going at it it's like the battle of the titans kind of but ogres is basically toying with them well yeah that's the thing about titans you really figure out there's only one titan and it's clash of the titan yeah and golan goes by the way goes the way of the titanic and gets fucking murdered by ogre and so, uh, hey, we got Anne back. That everybody. explains that one weird scene in the Titanic when it's going down. And you hear Ogre shout out, "Nerds!" <laughs> so while that that's going so on, Ice, no, like the, the whole plan's been foiled. So Ice is there. He's like, "I gotta get the <laughs> fuck out of here." So he takes off, but he's confronted by Hot Dog. Hot Dog finally got a conscience, and he's like, "Look, man, this is fucked up." Yeah, and. I, I, and uh, Ice is like, fuck you, whips out that Luger. Click, click. It has blinks in it. So it goes off. That alerts Trash. Okay. And Ogre's like, go to it. Go to your man. And so he's like, I'm going. And uh, so that's that. That's where they're going to run in. Okay. But this fight continues. So, so yeah, so then 
then Hot Dog's like struggling with him, and then Ice is like, fuck this shit, clicks on a little boot knife he has, yeah. stabs like Hot, hot dog. dog in his Hot Dogs. Then... <laughs> hot Dog's getting all confident, and he's like, everybody knows. He's yeah, he got a... a special ass-kicking shoe on. <laughs> <laughs> you can't cut a Hot Dog in two. Once you cut a Hot Dog in two, it becomes some other kind of thing. Look, man, I'm doing this right now. I'm changing everything. I'm going to be with Ogre and Trash Man, and we're going to be cool. And no, it's not. He gets kicked in the hot dog, and he dies. And then. That just sounds like he got kicked in the dick, though. (laughs) No, he gets stuck in a very vital organ somewhere. Right, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, his dick. So. So Trash finally catches up And Ice is trying to reason with him He's like You're letting some bitch come between us I was your fucking right hand man I was 1B And he's just like You're 1B itch right now And he picks him up Throws him off this ledge And he lands right on a spike That happens to be sitting up It's like a piece of rebar Yeah And impales him And it kills him Of course he hits him with a nice line like Hope you're cold down there And I don't know when there was a scene that happened. I don't, we don't have it in our notes, but I think it was back. It it had to have been back when Hammer killed that guy in front of Trash because because Trash confronts him and is like, "You forgot where you came from, man. You, you're so embarrassed to be from the Bronx. You turned on us and all this shit." Yeah. And then and then Hammer Hammer's mad with power at this time. He's yeah. Like, I'm gonna make him never forget I'm from the Bronx. <laughs> So I just wanted to put that out there because you can just get in the mindset of Hammer. He's crazy. Yeah, Hammer is going fucking ape shit. So there's been a lot of murder and killing, Griff, so we need to bring it down. So we have this bizarre piano interlude for some reason. Everything is cool now, right? We've got yeah. it all solved. Ice has been thwarted. Like, zombie Golan, Golem has been thwarted. So we're going into a nice little eye of the storm here. We're there's gonna... basically only two gangs left in Bronx now: the Riders and the Ogres. So there's or the Tigers. So he's going to cut it in half. They're just going to. Or cut knowing it. Ogre, it'll be sixty percent. Yes, sixty forty. Also, if anyone knows Fago drinks, that's a delicious one. So they love. I get a lot of juggalos. I'll get that joke. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, <laughs> so. We see, uh, obviously, the actress who played Anne has never played piano before because she's like not even look. He's like looking straight up, like she's unless she's doing a Ray Charles impression because she's just looking straight ahead off and like clank 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 clank. But beautiful music is playing because all the sound was done in post. You guys can't see this, but we're both doing the blind like. <laughs> it's like if you heard she was a marionette and she had strings on her hand. <laughs> like, blah, blah, blah. And Ogre's like, hair's still perfect. Ogre's like, that's beautiful, man. And he's like, he's, you know, oh God, he's like, know. you know what? I just met you, but girl, it's your birthday, and we made a giant ass fucking birthday cake that looks like New York. Yeah, <laughs> twin towers and twins. Yeah, one's leaning over. Oh, it was kind of oh. in poor taste. It, it was and, weird. It was weird that someone falls over and slaps the two towers. It was over. prophetic. It was, it was weird. <laughs> and. But it's still lovely. It's a beautiful, gigantic. Well, it looked like made out of like Rice Krispie treats. It was shitty. So <laughs> they didn't have the cake logic of nowadays, man. So now the big because the deadline has been reached. Now the like send in the police. Is the police right? We don't need in now. Kill everybody. Scorched earth. I hammer. don't need my daughter anymore. <laughs> Just fucking kill everybody. So. I thought this was very p- 
cold. It's not a very smart like tactic. All right, guys, what we're gonna do is one, we're gonna have a helicopter that hovers everywhere. <laughs> Doesn't do anything. We rented a helicopter. We're gonna use it. So we're just gonna have a helicopter in the scenes, and we're gonna send in like guys on horses with flamethrowers with flamethrowers. It's very Renaissance though. They're in a castle. Mm-hmm. Bring them into. It's like it's like a weird sci-fi. It's like. Oh, it was cool. I loved it. I so, loved it. Well, so the cops are just setting everybody on fucking fire and shit. And meanwhile, <laughs> uh, Hammer, he's back at that place we talked about earlier. There's like a ceiling with this giant hole cut out. He's standing like on like the roof of this building looking down. Yeah. He's just, he's in heaven. He's, like, <laughs> he's in like a leather co- cop outfit at this point. Yes, he's got a leather cop outfit. And he's just <laughs> laughing. And you just hear his laughter throughout it. And all of our favorite fucking people yeah, are they're, they're putting up a great. They're putting up a great fight, which is like whipping the shit out of people, pulling guys off the, oh by their neck and shit. Amazing. But, Everyone's getting their moment here. Right. And way it's, better than the Thanos scenes. Way better. No, no finger snapping here. No finger snapping. And so... Unfortunately, Witch gets shot in the back because these cops are bitches, man. They, they only have the balls to fight a woman yeah. face to face. Witch gets shot in the it dis- back. It distracts Ogre because that's his woman. Yeah. And he gets shot in the back. I and- don't even think they sleep together. I think that's just his, like, his- respect. Okay. I think, he, I think he bangs everybody else. <laughs> but her. But her. Okay, I could see that. So, so he like stumbles to his like, very artistic scene. There's flames everywhere. He stumbles to his throne that he has. And then he just sits down beneath it because it's almost symbolizing like I've lost my power, like the, the king is dead. It was beautiful. Ah. Oh, and then there's God. a scene, and this is a very classic Fred Williamson movie. I think he actually did it from Dust Till Dawn too. He pulls out a cigar and lights it. He yeah. always does that in his yeah. movies. And then he just dies, dies like a dead. man. We don't even know if he died. He doesn't kill over anything. Well, well he's I, sitting. I, up I don't. Very... I don't. I've seen Escape from the Bronx, but I don't know if he's in that one. So he, his character might come back. I'm when really we, curious. When we, when we do this next episode, well, not, it's not going to be the next episode. But when yeah. we cover Escape from the we, Bronx, we have we'll to know. at this point because I can't imagine. We got to know. Yeah. So everybody's getting shot, including. Well, now we got to go on to our boy Trash because well, he's, he's, he's got to be in danger too. They're surrounded. And sure enough, someone's taking a shot at him. Once again, shoot, trying to shoot him in the back. All yeah, these fuckers do is shoot people in the, in the back. back. But, of course, Anne has his six. Anne takes a bullet. Takes ten bullets for him. Yeah, ten bullets. You were counting. Yeah. Very artistic what? of you. Artistic? Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, and she, she she's it's blown away. Fucking hammer up in the crow's nest. <laughs> I'm a god! I'm a god! <laughs> Meanwhile, he's not participating in any of this. He's no, just watching. No, he's, he's, he's just laughing. You know why? Because he's the puppet master. He's above pulling yeah. the strings. He did have a little bit of a little chup going there. You could tell. You could tell. He, he had those tight leather pants yeah, on. How could you, you not? You can see a little chup. And fuck this once again, the tenderness and sensitivity of Mark Gregory, one of our greatest actors, living or dead, Respect. He, hopefully, he, he, hopefully he, you're well out there. He has another scene. It's not. He's not as is moved by his buddy Blade, but he's still upset, and he sheds another tear. And she's like, "I don't, did they, she say anything poignant besides I love you?" Or did she like you know? No, we, she tells him, "Look, it's from it's from that speech he gave her earlier. You need to live with death. You need to walk. You need death, death under your skin. You need death under your skin." 
And so and he's just that, blubbering like a baby. Yeah, he tears up again in the rage. Emotes way better than even uh, Bruce Hasselhoff. Sure. What's his name? David Hasselhoff. David Hasselhoff. I don't know where you were going. I was like, you Bruce Willis, David Hasselhoff. What the fuck are you talking about? I don't he know. emotes better, I was saying. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll give him that. He emotes better than <laughs> David Hasselhoff. So, and he just gets up. He's like, all of a sudden, it's like all grief gone. He has no, he's got like Michael Dudikoff. No emotion no on his emotion. face at all. He's, he he's going to join Dudikon Infinity. He was Steve James one minute. He was Dudikoff the next. <laughs> and so he he just walks over. Fortunately, this happens to be like a grappling gun, like grappling hook gun. If you're familiar with the Super Nintendo Super Scope, where Nintendo had the light gun, the little pistol looking right, thing, yeah. Super Nintendo made it a bazooka with a giant scope <laughs> on it. That's what this was. But it has like a grappling hook. Something Donna from Hartig to Hawaii would lick her chops at, because we know she's a harpoon she, specialist. She's a harpoon specialist. And meanwhile, I guess uh, fucking Hammered seen all this, so he's even more a stick. <laughs> And then fucking grabs that fucking bazooka, shoots Hammer right in the chest. He, Hammer gets hurt. He hurts some Hammer. <laughs> and he touches that. And then he yanks fucking Hammer off of that perch he was on. Yeah. And then he just ties him in the end of his motorcycle and just fucking starts dragging Hammer away. We don't know if Hammer's alive or dead. Yeah. And they, then they this is what I love about Italian cinema. That's it. There's they no ride. epilogue. We don't know. Very Western-like. He rides off into the sunset. Like Renegade? With like me and my mi- buddy Puking Bear when we go up to Saginaw? <laughs> yep. Ten miles an hour. <laughs> well, he's got a... You know, this is no man's land. doesn't mean you can't like you know, observe the speed limit. The weirdest part for me about this last scene was how quiet it was. <laughs> Because we're coming down from all that action, flamethrowers, all that shit, shotgun blasting. And then that scene is very serene. It's just like he's stunned laughing. Now he's being dragged. He doesn't scream. He doesn't do anything. You barely well, hear a motorcycle. He has His love is dead, dude. Like, he has no emotions anymore. Yeah. He's like a, like a Terminator. Like, well, he's dead. But Hammer also is just like, meh. Well, he, He's being dragged from a motorcycle. Well, he maybe he died from that getting shot in the chest with a grappling gun. Yeah, he probably passed out. He from was pain. eighty years old. I don't after think all. he died yet. I think he passed out from the pain. If he had the fucking mirrored shades, none of that would have happened. He would have, like dodged point. it. That's a good point. He forgot his mirrored shades but, at home during yeah, this he, raid. He, he missed that. He's like he's so preoccupied with his leather uh, policeman hat that yeah. he forgot about the shades. <sighs> Spent too much time tucking that dick in those leather pants, combing his mustache, doing combing all that his shit. Mustache. But I also want to point out. A lot of mustaches in this movie. A lot of mustaches. Very mustachioed movie. Very. It's a good, good time for a mustache. Speaking of mustaches, mm. this has nothing to do with our next movie. It doesn't. But, Griff, Christmas comes early this year. It really does. I didn't realize we were doing this movie next week. And I'm Get ready. Excited. This is the greatest. Go- it's a going globus one, guys. We're back to going globus. We're back to Finally, canon. We're going back. The greatest. Christmas movie ever made. No, we're not talking about Die Hard. We're not talking about Lethal Weapon. We don't need a Bruce Willis. We're talking, and this is this is our present to you guys because without a doubt, this guy is your number one action star because there's not even. This is our number one episode. There's not even a fucking. If we're not including bots, by the way. Yeah. And compared to any other episode, you guys know him. You guys love him. We're talking Sylvester Stallone. We're talking Marion Cobra, Cobra Eddie. Yes, Cobra next week. It's going to be dope. So make sure to catch it. 
We're going to be letting you know via the Instagram, which, of course, is Golden Globus Theater and the Twitters. Which is, of course, G&G Theater. And until then, Murray. Keep it warm. And I'll just say, remember to take your trash to the Bronx because that's where it thrives. Brooklyn.